football season this is the never never ending glory podcast nick shill here with you again with sean z farky and memphis matt um pretty sure you guys want a nick shill sex update uh today's my anniversary and the only way for my wife to really savor in these three years is of course to take a trip um you know to the station of pound town so you guys can soak on that there. That poor woman. I mean, <laughs> it, the best gift we can give her is keep her on the pod as long as possible. You know what, dude? I would highly recommend some sort of sex toy because you're definitely not bringing it, dude. Just use your face. I mean, Jesus Christ. Get something that hooks, like plugs into 220 and just let her go to work. Or just yeah, stick your hand into an outlet and I end mean, yourself. You know, and if you've got a dryer, a dryer plug in anywhere near, well, we know he's got a dryer. We hear it on the pod every damn week. Oh my god, dude! The next day, if you start blending and making smoothies on this pod, I'm he doesn't have ice. Myself. How's he gonna do oh, that? Yeah. Jesus Christ, you don't have ice. Hold on, I'm house sitting. This uh, first of all, the ice machine works. I'm house sitting, so I'm uh, on remote. This so week. what's it like to have a roof over your head, you <laughs> hillbilly? <laughs> Oh, man. All right, all right, let's dive um, in. Nader, what yeah. the hell happened last week? I'll tell you what, guys. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. My week last week, it fucking sucked. So you, I'm going to bounce you killed back. killed it in NFL picks. Yeah, I do. Hey, yeah, I was. What was I, 12 or 11 and 5 NFL picks? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to bounce back. Eyes. I'm going to bounce back this week, um, see if we can right the ship. But I'll tell you what, it's going to take a lot of weeks at 24 and 37, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you got you got to do that climb, that Miley, Miley Cyrus climb. I'll tell you what, I'm, I better get some bourbon in me. I'm, I got this golf trip this weekend, Ryder Cup style, during the actual Ryder Cup. I'm going to bring home the ship. You know that. Mm-hmm. Our picks last week, uh, Farky went 9 and 7. Sean and I went 8 and 8. And uh, as we alluded to, Memphis Matt went 4 and 12. So... Uh, the season things here, we have, I'm 32 and 30, uh, game, two games up on Sean, a game up on Farky, and up on Memphis Matt as well. So No, game up on me. Two no up big on fucking deal, one game. I'm two, well, y- your math is wrong then. Huh? You have, thir- you have 30 wins here. You do the sheet, so hashtag math. You can't even do it, right? <laughs> you can't be 30 and 31, and I'm 32 and 30. Yeah. I must be 31 and 31. Cool. Whatever. All right, guys. Uh, week four takeaways. Um, Sean, I think we got a fan email there. You want to touch on that? Yeah. Well, um, you know, naturally, we, we posted the corn outfit. I know we referenced that last week. Um, but then on, on top of it, um, we got some which games do we want to pick today. Naturally, I don't have that up because she'll put me on the spot here like a prick. And I don't have the email. Ah, Buffalo Army, great off-the-radar game. Tyree Jackson is the Khalil Mack of quarterbacks for the Buffalo team. Kid 6'3", now 6'7", blah, blah, blah. Thrown to two star, star recruits. Here's the thing. I don't pay attention to the Mack until I have, like, another month when I become utterly degenerate and I'm betting Tuesday games. So... I, I can't get super up for Buffalo Army. I know some of you guys might want to take that. We could talk it, but let's do it at the back end. Okay, fair enough. And then I, as far I, as the I other do, thing, we'll like talk the, the major issue with college football when we get to the two marquee games and why the hell they're at the same time is freaking beyond me. All right, guys, um, we got a big slate of games here, so let's get through that. Um, at the end, we'll, pick, we'll do our pod picks, which last week uh, – Struggled a little bit. We went four and five. So on the year, we are 17 and 16. We're just drinking the juice here. Uh, we're down 1.6 units um, with 16 losses. So let's get in the first game here, Thursday night, North Carolina at Miami. Uh, Nathan Elliott has been picked the quarterback for UNC. And thank goodness um, Miami has gone to Nkosi Perry. Uh, looks a lot better. Looked pretty damn good last week. Memphis, Matt, um, Miami's at home. They're laying 18 to North Carolina. Who you like? I like UNC. Nathan Elliott looked pretty decent last week against Pitt. 
uh, through over for over 300 yards. I don't really care for Miami. I don't care. I didn't care for him last year. I don't care for him this year, and I'm not exactly impressed with their 31-17 week uh, win last weekend against FIU. Um, I feel like this is just a few too many points. Um, so I'm going to take UNC with the cover, uh, maybe to lose by you know two touchdowns here, or um, see if we get lucky with the 18. Yeah, I like too many points here too, Nader. Friday night, Florida. I think it's going to be a hot one. Um, just you know, steamy, balmy, and it's going to be masterfully um, done from their performances, which are going to stink like hell from both these teams too. So I think this is like a 24 to 13 game, and it's just an absolute steaming pile of mastodon dung. You love Fedora, don't you? Man. No, but we, I think I called him to get canned. He loses this game. Oh, Larry gone. We're going to be firing up some Hawk Harrelson here soon. So you remind me of a guy that would wear a fedora. <laughs> there, There's a guy in our league, and we all know who reps the fedora in our league. That's right. That's Niner. Yeah, they're all chodes. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for this game. I think the line's pretty fair. Um, I just really like Perry um, with that quarterback change. I'm actually going to leave the 18. I'm going to take Miami. Barky? I'm busting it. I'm taking Miami, too. Actually, Shill, you took Miami. Give me Miami here. Um, Malik Rose is on the verge of he gone. Inconsistent. Can't throw over the top. Similar to one Tyrod Taylor in Cleveland. He gone. So uh, he's going to be on the same page as him. Offense will be popping with Nikoski. Is it Nikosi Perry? Dude mm-hmm. can sling Who cares? it. Yeah. Yeah, dude can sling it. They're covering this. 18. Give me Miami. Dude. Duke can sling it. I think he's in the next Medea film. Yeah, Medea goes to the dumpster. <laughs> Friday night is your Memphis Mac game of the week. They are uh, this line's been around thirteen and a half to fourteen and a half. It's at fourteen right now. They're at Tulane after getting pounded by Ohio State. Sean. Memphis is going to be able to score it well here. Tulane's kind of going to try and hold the ball with their option offense. Uh, they didn't do it against Ohio State. They're not going to do it against Memphis. I like the Tigers here. Wish this was in the Tiger Dome, but they'll they'll prevail and rather convincingly. So give me the Tigers. Yeah, if it was 13 and a half, I would grab it. Um, I'm going to lay it here. I'm going to take Memphis minus 14. Parky. I was shocked because I can't believe I'm picking a game again this year that has Tulane in it. But, of course, they're playing Memphis, <laughs> so we have to pick this freaking game. Um of course, no one's going to touch on last week. I want to remind everyone that Memphis was uh, Sean Z's favorite pick of the week. Um, I saved us on the loss on that one, but there's no way I'm picking Memphis. If anybody watched any of the game last week, doesn't matter who they're playing this week. That team sucks. I'm sick of this team. Give me Tulane. Memphis Matt rebuttal. You know, Tulane tries to run the option, and they don't even do that well. Um, I think Memphis scores at will. A little disappointed we didn't get to cover last week. But listen, all you Memphis Tigers faith, faithful, <laughs> just stick it out. They'll be fine. You know, they're 2-2 two and two on the year against the spread. Don't worry. More wins are coming. More cash is coming. Take it wasn't the Tigers. Even close. It wasn't even close. Let's move to the Saturday slate. Uh, interesting game here with Syracuse at Clemson. Uh, line open 18, and... We've been talking about this on our group chat, guys, how different Trevor Lawrence is. He was named starting quarterback. This line has skyrocketed through 21, through 24. It's at 25 and a half. Um, revenge game from last year. Syracuse upset them. I am I think Syracuse's defense has been extremely overrated this year. I am also worried Dungy's going to get slaughtered because he can't run out of bounds. He can't slide. He, you know, He tries to fight for every yard and is very injury prone. I just think Clemson scores at will here. Their uh, Syracuse secondary is brutal. Um, if it was under 24, I would play it. I think it's out of unplayable range, but for the pot, I'll, I'll leave the 25 and a half here. Farky? I'm with Clemson. Uh, ACC's dog shit. Clemson's got a heavy load to carry. Um, give me Clemson here. Game sets up real well for them, especially with Trevor Lawrence playing. Uh, also hate any time I have to compliment Davo Sweeney, and I thought he did a nice job with uh, – comments he had relating to Kelly bouncing. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way here and take Syracuse. Uh, Show you mentioned a little earlier about keeping Eric Dungy upright and not on a gurney. Uh, that's a little bit of concern, but Syracuse is a different team this year, averaging almost 300 yards per game rushing. Um, they, and I think this is just a matter of too many points. I see it like 
21 or 38 17 which is more than enough to give me the cover so give me syracuse yeah i see i see clemson getting easily to 40 here uh, and i agree with fark yeah i'm just taking clemson but um with regards to how dabu handled the kelly bryant situation i think he was fair and honest with kelly bryant i think Kelly Bryant made the right decision for himself too. He's like, you got to transfer, you got to leave. You're going to sit most of the rest of the year. The fact that this happened right before the transfer period, I think Saban signaled this to Hertz, and I think Hertz is sticking around or seeming to stick around. Uh, where Bryant, being a senior, wanted to kind of get out and 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 play somewhere next year for for his final season. So I think both situations have actually worked out fairly well. I don't think they're going to play out that way moving forward with a lot of teams. I think this is going to be a huge problem, and you're going to get a lot of coaches, and there's a lot of pricks in the game that are going to play their guy in this fifth game and screw them after it. Dabo did Kelly Bryant a solid, so props to Dabo, but obviously Kelly Bryant had to do what was best for him too. Hey, something to keep an eye on. Chad Morris at Arkansas, he was the offensive coordinator that recruited Kelly Bryant, so keep an eye on that. Yeah, that's that's probably a, a, a real good call there. He can go in there and start right away. The other the other fact of the matter is is now everything's in Trevor Lawrence. He gets hurt. Clemson literally, they are they already had their other – Bryce Johnson transferred at the beginning of the year. They don't have hardly anybody. I think they might be on, like, walk-ons. Yeah, dude looks like Superman, but it doesn't matter. Anyone can get hurt. Two of the more polarizing uh, coaches here on this podcast. Uh, Holg traveling to Texas Tech. This game's a lot more interesting now after Texas Tech pounded uh, Oklahoma State last weekend. Um, Alan Bowman looks uh, to be the real deal there with Texas Tech, the uh, freshman quarterback there. So Texas Tech's at home. They're getting three and a half uh, with the Holg coming to town. Farkey. I'll tell you, West Virginia is going to be a handful for anyone in the Big 12 the, probably the remainder of the year. Um, I'll buy into Alan Bowman. He's he's solid, true freshman, but um, and he's got a couple wins under his belt. This should be a track meet. So I'm going to take West Virginia here. Um, a little surprised it's, it's maybe not closer to five. I love anything under five. Uh, traditionally probably would play an over here, but uh, Texas Tech's defense showed up against Oklahoma State. We've commented on it before that West Virginia's probably got the best defense that, that Holt's had over there. So maybe maybe not an automatic over this week, but give me West Virginia that it's under five. Remember, Matt. Yeah. Hey, Far- Farky, on that note, didn't Texas Tech shut out Oklahoma State in the second half last week? Absolutely. Is that true? Yep. Yeah, so they're in the gauntlet right now, four straight really tough games they had houston oklahoma state then they've got this game and then i think after i think next week they play tcu so uh but you know right now cliff is kind of um you know if he goes 500 through these four games he's gonna probably save his ass for another year and right now i just think that um texas tech at home a little bit of confidence like jay said they did look pretty good on defense last week which is is surprising to everyone um i don't think texas tech's gonna get the win the game out right, but I think we're going to have a shootout here. Maybe they lose in a field goal, so give me Texas Tech. Yeah, show what's the over-under on this one? Oof. Um, It's got to be astronomical. 76 right now. I hate this game. Uh, I, I would have loved it to be just at three. I'm going to take West Virginia, but I'm, I'm not particularly in love with it. Uh, Texas Tech, I was leery of that one last week. I ended up on the wrong side of it. Um, it was kind of a coin flip to me last week. I probably should should flip over to him, but I'm not going to. I like West Virginia's wide receivers and Greer did the experience maybe to, to outwin here. It, it'd be extraordinarily impress, impressive if Texas Tech comes and wins the third game in, in a row with you know the Houston, Oklahoma State, and then West Virginia. So I'm going to kind of go Mountaineers with that in mind. Yeah, the over is definitely going to be the public play here. Um, the thing is, these two coaches know each other very well. Cliff worked under Holg, so I hate to say, if anybody knows how to stop these two offenses, it's each other. So I don't have the balls to play the under. Um, backdoor could be in play in here as well, so with the hook there, I'll take the 3.5. I'll take Texas Tech. Next game here, Virginia is traveling to NC State. NC State is laying five, Memphis Matt. Nah, this one is a tough one for me. Virginia's actually looking a little up this year. Um, and obviously, NC State, 
a little bit different. They have, they've got some offense this year along with – I know they lost some players in the NFL, but their defense is still pretty stout. I like the win that Virginia had last week over Louisville. Um, it was actually a pretty bad beatdown. Um, so I'm going to take Virginia getting the five uh, on the road. Um, I, I wouldn't bet this game. Uh, I just think it's a good spot for the Mountaineers here to – or sorry, not the Mountaineers, uh, the Cavaliers to get a cover here on the road. Yeah, I'm taking Finley and NC State. I'm just going with the senior quarterback play here and um, and the Wolfpack. I thought that was a good win for Virginia. I see it then as a little bit of a letdown spot for them uh, and, and kind of a tough matchup for, for physical NC State team. So I'm taking the Wolfpack in this one. I hate this game. I do like what Bronco, uh, Bronco Mendenhall is doing um, a couple years here at Virginia. Um, yeah, I hate this game. I'm going to take the plus five. Uh, give me Virginia. Barky? To me, this is one of the more underrated games of the week, yeah. at least in terms of competitiveness and two solid teams. Virginia's got a pretty dynamic quarterback, the kids, uh, Bryce Perkins. Uh, but NC State, they're, they're a top-10 defense nationally in scoring. Uh, I just don't think Virginia puts up enough points to stay within five, so give me NC State. Not sure if they can make the line high enough for this game. Tennessee, after looking atrocious uh, against Florida, Travels to Georgia. Uh, Georgia's not really having a look-ahead spot. They're laying 31-and-a-half, Sean. Yeah, and this is you know fairly big rivalry for, um, for Georgia and Tennessee. Tennessee's just so inept offensively. I, I don't see how they can get past 10 points, and Georgia's going to breeze to 40. So it's a lot of points, but I just it could be a 35, and I still am all over Georgia. Um I, I do like maybe the over here. Tennessee had terrible turnover luck last week against Florida. In a way, that game was a little bit closer than certainly the score would indicate. But at the same time, Tennessee just can't seem to stop stepping on it. And it's kind of at this point, screw them. Just bet against them. Fade the hell out of them until they, they kind of definitively prove you wrong. But this team talent-wise is so beneath everybody else in the SEC. And Georgia's in just a class by themselves in the SEC East. Yeah, I really want to take Tennessee here. Um, I just cannot do it. The time to bet Georgia, a bet against Georgia is probably next week um, when they host Vanderbilt with a trip to LSU on deck. <sighs> I can't do it. Give me Georgia, minus 31.5. Barkey. You know that feeling when you walk into a bar and the first thing you see is some broke-ass girl and you're like, man, that girl is nasty. And then by middle of the evening, late evening, you're talking to her, you end up going home with her, wake up in the morning, turn over, and you're like, oh, I cannot believe I fucking did that. That's me with Tennessee last week, and I will never, ever, ever do that again. Last year was 41 nothing. This year will be worse. Give me Georgia. I was wondering where that story what, was going. What a, what a take. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Butch Jones is gone. Things haven't changed. This team still blows. Give me Georgia. That's it. Um, my boys, the Baylor Bears, travel to OU, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's laying 24 right now. Uh, Red, River, Red River shootout next week. Uh, I expect a lay down here or a let down spot for Oklahoma. I am taking Baylor. I'm taking the 24. Farky. I'm on Oklahoma here. Oklahoma's, uh, they got a chink in the armor with the OT win versus uh, Army last week. We mentioned it on the, the beginning of the pod. Um, my biggest concern here is Oklahoma secondary. Uh, Baylor's definitely going to test it, but I'm banking on Oklahoma probably striking more consistently and earlier and hopefully pulling away by a couple scores so that Baylor's forced to play catch up and uh, can't control the tempo. So I'm going to go Oklahoma here. Memphis Matt. Too many points. Yeah, with the Red River shootout. Listen, it's not the rivalry. It's a shootout. They're trying to be PC. Fuck them. They're stupid. It's the shootout. Look ahead game. Baylor, too many points. Give me Carlton Dotson. Give me Baylor. Did, did they actually change? I didn't I didn't know that. I just have always heard the Red River shootout. So oh, yeah. They're they, trying to change. They got rid of it because they didn't want shootout in the, in the saying. It's supposed to be Cowboys. So, it's stupid. Yeah, um, uh, I think the look ahead is is the thing that kind of swayed me. This line's flipped around a little bit. It was before it was lower than 24, um, or, or now it's kind of trended a little bit upwards, I think. Isn't that right? 
Yeah, it was below that. It touched 24.5. There's been some Baylor buyback here. so it's I'm going to take Baylor. I think a backdoor cover. I, I think OU easily handles this game. I think the Army result last week, they could go out real early. You know, it could be 31 nothing, 31-3 and blink. But then I think Baylor's going to get some cheapies, and, and the points are, are what I'm taking here. But I think OU cruises in this one. So this isn't like last week. Farky, you like this next one. You're going to lead off. Pitt is at Central Florida. Central Florida currently are 13.5-point favorites. Go ahead. Well, I'll never drink the Kool-Aid about last year, about the, the real national champs. But just being down here, I've watched this team play at the bar. They're on every week. So always kind of have my eye on them and hear and read everything about them. I mean, US, UCF has a, a really, really good team. Um, we've mentioned they beat Auburn last year in the bowl game. The Pittsburgh D has struggled. Um Real bad, actually, against UNC and Penn State. Now I can accept the Penn State game, but the UNC game, uh, it's kind of a telling tale, a little vanilla for me. Uh, UCF, they're one of the best offenses in the country, offenses in the country regardless of, of um, conference. So at 13.5, I love this game, under two touchdowns. I, I'll be on it myself big, so give me uh, UCF. Yeah, I agree. I was – wrong on them last week and this comes down to the simple fact that i just don't think well a Pitt's defense isn't that good but i just don't think Pitt can score enough here to stay within 13 and a half i mean even on their best day so give me ucf at home uh the faux national champions yeah anti-pit bet here i like ucf yeah i think i think this will come down to pick and score a little bit but um ucf starts off so fast and if they take Pitt. They make Pitt one dimensional. They roll, so I'm with you, Farky. I'll, I'll lay the 13 and a half as well. Bad boy. Uh, Memphis Matt, president of the uh, Bill Snyder Fan Club. They are at home in Manhattan. Texas is coming to town. Uh, who's looked pretty darn good recently? Texas eight and a half point favorites here. Uh, Memphis Matt. Yeah, I think this is a letdown spot for Texas, especially again. Let's talk the look ahead next week to the shootout. The shootout. Damn it. Um, Bill Snyder, he's an asshole, but he's going to get his team in line. This is a cover for Kansas State. Might be a little possible upset at home uh, lookout. So throw a little dust on that money line for Memphis Matt and, you know, maybe take your lady out to dinner. Oh, God. A little dust. Um, here's something else. Uh, I'm taking K-State. You were literally – you ruined our bet last week with your Bill Snyder love, and you're sending us, like, you know, hatred, texts, and everything else about this decrepit old man, and you're right back on the horse. I'll tell you what. You got a soft spot for that, that, uh, that old man. He's into old man. Hey, man, he but where are you – just just quick question. Where are you at on this game, man? I said K-State. Oh, okay. So you're, you're on the old man's nuts too. Cool. <laughs> Same thing as you guys said, I'm, I'm on K-State as well. Barky. K-State for me here, very, very uncommon for me to be taking a home dog. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> It may have never happened on this on this pod before. And it's funny now because every time I look at these lines, I'm thinking to myself, home dog, chill. Home dog, that's chill. <laughs> Tom Herman, he's talking to his team this week about getting his players ready and to pump the brakes. So that tells me all I need to know about this Texas team. They think they're going to be playing for a national championship already. So give me K-State at home. Yeah, this team still got slaughtered by Maryland. Like, and this is the perfect week for them to oh, looking ahead to Oklahoma. Like, this is a nice tailor-made spot. And I actually tend to agree with with Memphis Matt that this could even have a little bit of money line enjoyment to it. Yeah, the it other does. thing too is Texas's offense is seventh in the Big Twelve. This that D isn't bailing them out for a fourth week. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely gonna be a pod bet and. Call me crazy. I think it. I think it could flirt with ten because I think all the public money is going to come in on Texas there. But we'll get into I that in that. a little bit. Sean, your Michigan Wolverines. You told us to relax after the loss to Notre Dame. Shea Patterson looks a lot better now, in my opinion. They are um, fourteen point favorites. They travel to Northwestern. Go ahead, John. The offensive line's starting to gel a little bit. They're starting to play some freshmen. They're getting reps. Like there's a little bit of cohesion. I'm telling you that first game of the season. Don't pin all your thoughts on that. I've been saying that. They win this spot. They got some big games coming up. And all of a sudden, it's all looking towards, I think it's that Thanksgiving Saturday uh, with Ohio State. That's what everything is gearing up towards. 
I like this spot for Michigan. It's their first real road test. Um, they haven't beaten Northwestern, I think, three of the last four times. They need kind of a little bit of a gel like this now on the road that they've got things kind of righted at home. I like this spot for the Wolverines. Northwestern's just been too inconsistent and haven't kind of necessarily delivered enough um, offensively for what they were expected to do this year. So uh, I'm taking Harbaugh crew. I, I like this one. It's going to be close. You're going to have to sweat it out. But I like their pass rush shutting down Northwestern um, and their offense. I hate this game. I just said Northwestern and I flipped to Michigan. I, I think the line's dead on. There's no way I'm betting this game. Um, I think there's spots to fade Michigan coming up on their schedule um, at Wisconsin, Michigan State, and then at Penn State, which is a brutal three-game stretcher. Um, I'll leave the 14. Give me Michigan. Farky? Northwestern's been a, a tricky spot for, for Big Ten teams here over probably the last 10 years. Uh, but right now, I think this is a tale of two teams moving in opposite directions. Like Sean mentioned, Michigan's clicking, peaking offensively. Um, Northwestern, they're, they're probably going to be playing for the sophomore running back, Jeremy Lankin. Um, he actually had to quit football, I think, this week permanently as a spinal issue. He's their most productive offensive player that's on their roster. Uh, so, you know, that can go two ways. I, I don't think it's going to be enough for them to hang around with Michigan and cover this. So give me Michigan. I was not aware of that. I'm always very leery of rally around the neck injury. <laughs> Memphis Mac, consensus? Yeah, consensus. I actually am going to change my pick here as well. I, My concern is, and I, you know, I've talked on this spot. I like Pat Fitzgerald, but my concern is Northwestern's just not looked good. I mean, the loss to Akron was horrible. I actually think the loss to Duke isn't too bad. Duke's a pretty good team. Um, you know, I... I've also talked about my love for David Cutcliffe, but that's for another take coming up. Uh, so, you know, I think if it moves a little bit, if you get 14 and a half, that's where I'd take Northwestern. I think at the 14, you're good with Michigan. Um, and, you know, yeah, Michigan's got a gauntlet coming up. Uh, but for this situation, I think uh, Sean Z talked me into it. So give me Michigan. Game I like a lot. Uh, next one, guys, Florida is at Mississippi State. Mississippi State off a pretty embarrassing loss. Florida I look at that score, and that's more just how bad Tennessee is. I think Florida just kind of was handed a win. Uh, really like this bounce-back spot for Mississippi State. I really think because of what happened last week, you're getting a line under 10. I'm going to lay the 7.5 here. I'm going to take Mississippi State at home in the uh, Dan Mullen Bowl. Pardon me. Mississippi State better get something going on the ground. I think, uh, I think everybody over there was expecting more out of Nick Fitzgerald being able to run the ball. Uh, last week, though, I'd say that the offensive line didn't do the team any favors at all. But here's the thing. I'm not buying Florida, like you said. That win doesn't count. Tennessee, a win against Tennessee for anyone does not count. So um, that's off the board for me. Flor Florida does have a trio of running backs that are pretty athletic that, you know, could cause some havoc. But uh, I think as long as as long as long Mississippi State gets it moving on the ground, we'll be fine. Just give me Mississippi State. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I agree with Jay there. The win by Florida doesn't mean jack shit from last week. So um, I, don't, I don't really care about that. Mississippi State looked pretty bad last week, but I actually think Kentucky's a pretty good team. Uh, actually, a better than pretty good team. So I'm not going to kill them for the loss. I mean, they kind of they should have kept it closer than that, especially being a 10-point favorite, but that was our one of our favorite bets of the week last week. Um, I think Mississippi State gets back on track here at home and rolls Florida 14-plus, uh, so... Give me Mississippi State. Yeah, Florida's run defense isn't terribly good. It actually hasn't been good for a while now since uh, the first year of McElwain. Um, so that's something to watch. I think Mississippi State gets that righted, controls the clock. Fitzgerald gets, you know, carves it on the ground, hits enough passes. And I think Florida's offense is going to struggle now that they go up against the stout front seven in, in Mississippi State. Kentucky was particularly impressive, and, and I agree with Nader on that. I, I like the Bulldogs here. I think it's going to be very tough for Florida to go on the road. This is a spot where if Mississippi State gets up early, they'll take their out of the ball, and, and they'll take the life out of Florida. Farky, we'll lead off you, with you ne uh, this next game. Virginia Tech is at Duke. Duke are five-point favorites. Go ahead. This is another game where you have two teams – just trailing in opposite directions. No Josh Jackson for Virginia Tech. It's a road game, coming off embarrassing loss. First time in 10 years they gave up 600 yards defensively. Dukes cracked the top 25, battle-tested. 
three games out of their last four against Power 5 teams. Confidence, atmosphere, momentum, everything. This is Duke all day. Memphis Matt. So, funny thing about the Virginia Tech game last week, I had an early tea time on Saturday, and one of the frequent pod listeners was like, Dude, he's like, let's throw Virginia Tech on an, in on this parlay, minus 28. I, he's like, I love him tonight. And I was like, dude, I, I was like, Virginia Tech sucks, but, you know, I whatever you want to do. We ultimately didn't do it. He did his own parlay with them and just, I mean, just sat there and just boozed up all night long because he saw the consequence. This is tailor-made for Duke. You know, you could play it here where, hey, Virginia Tech has a nice bounce back, but Duke's a good team. Um, and they're just much more polished than Virginia Tech. Plus, you got Cutcliffe at home. Baby, he's going he's gonna to draw up all kinds of fun stuff. Give me Duke. Yeah, I, by the end of the game, he's going to be just drawing dicks on a, on a trapper because he's not going to have anything else to do because they're going to be up by 25. I love Duke in this spot. Virginia Tech's totally floundering. Yeah, Bud Foster's going to bring a lunch play out, but it's full of moldy-ass baloney, and he's probably going to end up with food poisoning. Give me the Blue Devils. <laughs> Uh, I believe two backup quarterbacks here. I'm going to take the better team, better coach. I'm going to lay the five. I'm going to take Duke as well. So it is a consensus. Also, hold on. Can we talk about just for 30 seconds, is there a worse lunch meat than bologna? Period. Uh, yeah. What's the, yeah. the yeah. Olive loaf. Olive loaf. Olive loaf's crap, but you know what else is crap is chip chop ham. Chip chop ham. I'll, I'll eat chip chop ham because you could get like a really high grade ham that you could turn into chip chop. Here's the thing about olive loaf. It's made into bologna. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, no. So bologna has to be worse. Like they took olive loaf and they're like, "Man, we, we just got to use the rest of this." I got an idea. Let's just throw that shit into bologna. Or has a gun to his head right now. Is spam? Is spam count? Spam's crap. But here's the thing: instead of just throwing it in bologna, how about you just throw the bologna into a dumpster and set it on fire? Maybe take a crap on it while you're at it. It's horrible. I've what never had spam. What is it with you wanting to crap on everything? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. A- after last week's picks, I might as well just crap on everything. Jesus well, yeah, you, you crap on yourself. Dude, bologna's terrible, though. It doesn't matter what kind of bread you put it on. It sucks. Right. The last time I ate chip chop ham was in college. Hey, yo. I mean, I don't, I don't know what kind of ham. bread you're going to throw bologna. You ain't going to throw it on, like, a nice marble rye. You're throwing that shit on cheap-ass white bread. No, I like it on a nice kosher rye from the, the Jewish deli down the street. It's just mm-hmm. solid. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into the night slate here. Um... I believe we want to touch on this. We have two major games this week. They're both at the same darn time. I, I, you guys have heard me complain about this before, how they're just so in love with this noon, 3.30, 7, 8. Like, I, I don't see why we don't stagger these games and just space them all out. Have games start at 1.30, and then the next one at 2.30. Yeah. So um, I will be at this next game. So Stanford travels to Notre Dame. We can, uh, we're going we're gonna to touch on the Oregon later. Um one of the worst beats I've ever had, um, having Oregon there. So Stanford off that overtime win, if you want to call it that, in Oregon. Traveling to Notre Dame, Notre Dame made a uh, quarterback change with Ian Book, which made our wake pick look brutal on Monday night when we placed it. Notre Dame uh, opened minus three. It's now minus four and a half. Memphis, Matt, who you like in this big game? I'm going to flip here and take Notre Dame. Ever since uh... – yeah, you're right, guys. And I, I, I liked our wake pick last week. And But I'll tell you what, man, this team looks totally different with Wimbush not playing this game. Um, Stanford had a nice comeback win la- last week. I feel like maybe they have a little letdown spot here after I think about it. Um, it's, you know, a decent uh, travel spot for them. And we talk about this every year, though. Every year they put on elite games a couple times a year at the same time every damn year. It doesn't change. I don't understand what the problem is. I hope you and Reggie get to see a victory. So give me Notre Dame plus or minus the four and a half. Yeah, Notre Dame was plus 600 to make the playoff, and everybody looked at the schedule and was like, no way in hell. Now you look at the schedule, Florida State, Virginia Tech, obviously down. This is the spot for them. They got through the Michigan. This is a big, big game for Notre Dame. USD is still kind of hanging out there, but this is winnable. This game with Notre Dame's defense, they should lock it down. I feel like Stanford got away with a little bit of a gift, and now they have to travel all the way to Notre Dame. I, I like, I love the Irish in this spot. I think Ian Book's a big-time play. And it, it just remains. I don't understand how TV and 
the businesses that are getting commercials and whatnot are allowing this to happen and that they're not staggering just out of strict common sense. Because if I'm watching one game, I'm not watching the commercials of, a, of another game. It just is too – this should be a 6, a 5 o'clock start or flip the Ohio State, Penn State to, to that time slot. I mean, they used to have the 3.30. They'd go. It, it would end. You could flip right over and this one's starting. They do this for the Bulls. They do it for New Year's – the New Year's Six Bulls. They don't all play them at once for that reason. Why the hell are they doing that and let alone the two best games at the same damn time in mid-September? Doesn't everybody win when the games are staggered and, and more? There's more viewership. There's more game. money. That, yeah, <laughs> the only people that don't win are our wives because we're degenerates and we sit in front of TVs for eight hours. Yeah, I mean, I make the point with March Madness all the time. They're staggered, and we are glued to every channel. We got to freaking find where True TV is every year. Um, like I state, like I said, I'll be at this game. So I've been prepping this week to. Uh, Get some cash down. I hit Notre Dame minus three and a half when it first opened. I also took Notre Dame in a parlay with the Steelers, um, who won. So that's another two units. That's uh, about a plus two fifteen play. So I already have three units in this game. I already know how this is going to go. David Shaw is not going to get cute here. Um, he's going to go run, run, <laughs> Costello jump ball, run, run, Costello jump ball. When against this Notre Dame defense, he should really mix it up. I don't think he's smart enough to handle it. Neither is Brian Kelly, but uh, Ian Book looks good enough to uh, get this done here. Um, I already have three units on this game. I can only see um, myself walking the stadium at 7.30, lubed up from all-day tailgating. Oh, lubed and, up, uh, all right. I'm sure you will be lubed up, <laughs> the old sailor. Yeah. I'm taking Notre Dame. Gross. Parky. I think this game's going to be decided by a field goal. Uh, I'm going to take Stanford to win by a field goal. Um, David Shaw, I don't, he hasn't made that mistake the last five years because they've owned the owned the series the last five years. Uh, so I don't know why that would change this year. But Ian Book isn't walking in there as Jesus Christ, and this will be his first big game. However, Dexter Williams, running back for Notre Dame, uh, he is supposed to play, and he could be a big difference maker. So I hope he doesn't get loose. Uh, this is a game of season for both teams. I'll do you all a favor and save you again this week. Uh, you know, one team had three turnovers last weekend, one didn't have any turnovers in the Stanford game. So, I don't know. Take notes. You control the ball. Don't turn it over. You win. Uh, I'll take Stanford here, plus four and a half. Sean, your Buckeyes, um, another big game, white out in Happy Valley. Uh, line opened three, moved. It's moved to four and a half. It's kind of bounced all the way around. It is currently on Wednesday night at minus three and a half. Uh, Sean, go ahead. Yeah, I love that it got back down in the three, three range, three and a half, as you said. Uh, I, I've said all along, I've just watched them. I think Penn State's a little floozy. I don't think they're physical up front. The Bosa injury is big, but I don't think Penn State's talented enough. I think they've ran it up on shitty defenses. I think they run into a buzzsaw this week. I think Ohio State's defense is nicely suited for them. Penn State's not terrific running the ball, so they can't necessarily – and their offensive line certainly – they can't exploit that, that linebacker level of Ohio State like some other teams in the Big Ten can. So I, I, I just – and I think Ohio State offensively, I mean, you guys can probably touch on it. it, it they're doing whatever they want, and I think that will continue. I, I love the Buckeyes here. We talked about this on Sunday or Monday of getting this in ahead of the pod. We've already booked it. It's already getting bet. The Buckeyes are absolutely the play here. Um, I, I think I don't, it's not a, a drubbing, but I think it's a nice, comfortable 13-14-point win. Yeah, it's either Ohio State or nothing for me, so I'll go with you guys making a bet here. Um, I'll take Ohio State. Is Weber playing in this game? Um, I think you know he was still questionable. At um, It's undisclosed, but <clears throat> he got upgraded to probable. I would be surprised okay. if he doesn't play. Okay. The one knock against Penn State, they can't stop the run. So if Ohio State has their two-headed monster, their monster there with Dobbins, I, I just think Ohio State runs wild um, now with a real passing threat. So – I'll take Ohio State. Farky? Yeah, you know, I've got the Buckeyes here. Um, I'm kind of a Sean. I don't think it'll be a, a 30, 40-point blowout um, like I would typically call, but maybe hang around 13. Dwayne Haskins makes all the throws. Wow. He's he's the guy for sure. Um, it, it'll be which defense shows up. Sean touched on some concerns at linebacker for Ohio State. Uh, I like Baron Browning, uh, linebacker, to play quite a bit more with the ones in this game. He started rotating in for – 
from basically the third series on last weekend. And, uh, you know, they, they definitely had some issues with guys not making tackles, starters at linebackers. So look for him to rotate in more um, from the onset. And, uh, yeah, give me Buckeyes. Hopefully 10 to 13 will be a good weekend. Yeah, um, man, guys, it's been a long time since we've had a quarterback that just – he looks like he's so comfortable in the pocket. He just – he's completing 75% of his passes. That's been a long time since we've been able to say that about an Ohio State quarterback. <clears throat> I really agree with um, everybody here. I think it's going to be somewhere in the realm of 42 to 28. Penn State really hasn't seen – I mean, their, their point differential is a lot this year, aside from the Appalachian State game, but they haven't played anybody. Um, they don't really impress me that much. I watched a fair amount of their game um, against Illinois because I bet Illinois, which was the right side, and then they shit the bed last the fourth quarter because they're losers like normal. Uh, but I don't really see Penn State putting up a great fight here. I mean, I know it's tough to win in Happy Valley, but 42-28 uh, Ohio State rolls. Yeah, the interesting thing is, is you know, Troy Smith had total command. I think it was 2008 that season. What is it, Fargie? Haskins got him by about 500 yards already, uh, five yeah. touchdowns, yes. and uh, he's only played about two and a half quarters in, th- in three of the games. Well, you know what? If you've noticed, too, like last year when Haskins uh, would come in and play, he tried to basically throw everything at 70 miles an hour right into people's guts. And if you watch him this year, I mean, he's thrown some ropes this year, but, man, he's taken some off of it, and I feel like he's just become a way more accurate passer. Guys are able to catch the ball a little easier. He just he looks awesome. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. He, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, they also, you know, in terms of yardage, it's a totally different game now, but uh, Troy Smith would definitely fit in nicely this this age with the way he played, but they did everything set up with Bookville native Antonio Pittman at running back. I mean, they, they really, and being, yeah. And being, yeah, that's right. He got Man. a ton of carries and they set everything up with him. So yeah, I think he ended that year with like 23 or 2,400 yards. I mean, more like 2,700 yards passing, but yeah, to your point, not even close. Well, I'll say this. He, he goes and proves this on the road. I'm going to have a Haskins take next week. Um, I don't know how many more Ohio State games Haskins is going to be playing, but it's probably after next week it's going to be about seven if you're catching He is so birth. accurate. Or, it's, or eight, it's maybe, It's I insane. Guess. Hey, I, uh, what's your you guys, uh, before we move on, do you think Bosa plays again for Ohio yeah. State? I don't. I, I think he plays uh, the week before Michigan and then the Michigan game, and we see how it goes, but he's on a limited snap count. That may be a quick response by me. I I don't know. I thought it was kind of odd, his dad coming out and saying that the way he did. You know, I know Urban right. Meyer's just kind of feeding the bullshit to the public, saying, you know, we'll, we'll find out more later. And his dad comes out and says, hey, I know Urban Meyer's saying this, but I just want everyone to know this is a serious surgery, and he's going to be out for extended time. But why does he feel like that's his – that's his job. Well, the, his other brother's out until November on top of it, too. So that's the one thing with these guys is they do a lot of stretching. These guys get dinged up historically a lot. I mean, I, I really think it comes down to if they're in the Big Ten championship game and national championship or, you know, in the playoff, correct? Well, I think you know, the Michigan game it, is the one that you'll get before the Big Ten championship, but point taken. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't even know what the surgery was. I know it was abdominal, but what did they do? What did they repair? Is it hernia? Well, it never really said. Because, you know, when he first got injured, he was grabbing more in his groin area for groin, sure. Right. Like lower in, like right in the crease. And then, but, you know, a hernia is, you know, four or five inches um, above that. So it's kind of, it was kind of odd. They never really explained exactly what they did. I, I mean, you're... Oh, go ahead. Hernia is what I would go with, but I I don't know. Especially when they're saying, you know, it could be four weeks. You know, obviously if it's if it's something torn, then yeah, he's out for the season. So it might lend to believe that it might have been something in that abdominal wall, which would lead to a hernia. Sean, your brother did your brother's friend didn't mention anything? No, I don't have anything yet. We'll probably get it at some point down the road. We don't violate any HIPAA laws or whatnot. One thing I will say too. Penn State's, you know, got some solid skill. TCU's got better skill position than Penn State. TCU had some success, but I think it helped equip the Ohio State, and they controlled the second half of that game a lot better. So I think that you're going to see a lot of carryover to this. I think early on, the first half under might be a play as well. Hey, FYI, real quick before we move on, I just want to say this. I, I did not believe you, Sean, when you sent that text message about the starting linebackers and zero tackles. I looked that up as soon as you sent that. That was dead nuts on. That's unbelievable stat. They played Tulane. This is the watch out with Ohio State. And the and 
Georgia, Alabama can exploit this. Those two teams in particular. Maybe Clemson because they'll get Etienne in, in coverage. Ohio State did not have a tackle. Their starting linebackers did not have a tackle against Tulane. That's not a pass-happy Tulane. Like, if anything, their linebackers should have the abundance of tackles. And they didn't have – the starting linebackers didn't have a single one against Tulane. That's a problem. That's Lee Harrison was out there the longest. It was He, he had the biggest opportunity. He, did, he also zero. All right, uh, real good stuff there, guys. Let's, uh, we got four more night games to get to. Um, I'll lead off here. Kentucky, um, probably on their best stretch in probably a decade, uh, beat Florida for the first time in forever. Uh, big win, 27 over Mississippi State last week. They are at home again. South Carolina comes to town. I just – this feels like a game Kentucky loses. You know, they finally get somewhere with the program. A somewhat better South Carolina team comes in. I, this is just a gut feeling. This feels like a game Kentucky loses. I'm taking South Carolina. Barty. I'm with you, Show. I like the South Carolina spot here. Uh, basically, worst case, they lose by a point. We still cover, although I think they're going to win the game. Uh, South Carolina, they got solid uh, – who, who is that? Vandy. They got a solid Vandy win against a team that should have beat Notre Dame. Um, the goal would be to slow Snell, but, I mean, shoot, he had a number of big games last year where he went off and they still lost. So I wouldn't necessarily say you have to shut him down for them to win the game surely would help. So give me South Carolina here. I like them to win. Memphis, Matt. Yeah, I, I actually like Kentucky's program right now. I like that win last week. But I think maybe we come back to earth a little bit. They're going up against, you know, some pretty good athletes here. A good uh, a good team in South Carolina. And like Jay said, yeah, Vandy's actually a, a pretty good win. Um, I just think UK maybe might come back, you know, a little bit down here. And uh, maybe we just get the South Carolina win out right. Yeah, to me, this is like it, – it's so blatantly telling you take Kentucky because it's basically a pick em that I'm going to just literally flip to the other side and take South Carolina. Uh, I will give Kentucky a little props. I know, you know, Farka, we got this email. Cash Daniel, freshman linebacker, some hillbilly from Paintsville, Kentucky. <laughs> but he, he's done some great clips. We'll try and get those on the Twitter handle and, and kind of um, – you know, blast those out there. But if you're a college football fan, you kind of already know the, the deal with him. I love um, Snell, the running back for Kentucky. All that said, it just feels like a prime pivot spot. South Carolina's talent on the outside in particular, you know, versus Kentucky, who's going to try and ball control. I like to think Muschamp's going to be able to kind of halt that a little bit, and then they get up enough points. I think it's going to be a hard fought. It's got 17-13 type written all over it. But give me the Gamecocks in this one. BYU's at Washington. Washington are 18-point favorites here. Barky? It's ironic that this one ended up with, on for me to lead. Uh, this is my too-many-points-of-the-week game. This this is also my least favorite game of the week to pick. I'll be frank. I couldn't make a pick, so I waited until you three put yours in. You all went BYU. <laughs> so I didn't want – I thought it was only fair since I have busted some winners in the past to go ahead and roll with you guys. So you guys talked me into BYU. Give me, uh, give me the Cougars. Memphis, Matt. Yeah, my one concern in this game is Washington's defense is really good. And I'm concerned that BYU might have some trouble scoring against them. But, again, we talked a couple weeks ago about the, um, I guess, the evolving decline of Browning. He's thrown seven touchdowns this year with four interceptions. Each year he just kind of seems to get a little bit worse instead of a little bit better. So give me BYU on the road getting the 18. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, Jacob Easton's there in practice looking a hell of a lot better than him, too, and it, and it probably is um, hindering his confidence a little bit. I actually love the fact that BYU struggled against McNeese State at least for a bit last week, um, and with that in mind, it just has all the telltale spots. I think the line was was maybe it was below 17 or at 17. Now it's went up a point, maybe a point and a half. I like this spot for the Cougars, similar to the Wisconsin game. They didn't show a lot. They're going to come in. I think they keep it close. I think Washington wins um, just because of Browning and, and Gaskins making enough plays, but I think they have to sweat it out a little bit, and it's not as easy as they expect. So give me the, the, the Mormons in this one. Yeah, my only concern with this game, I don't know how BYU scores enough to cover this. but You I also didn't think don't know they'd score well. against Wisconsin either, though, and they found ways kind of gadget-wise I, and tricked it up. Yeah, but I also don't know how Browning scores enough uh, to cover this number. Um this is just a straight hashtag math play for me. Uh, over under, let me see here, 45 and a half. I just think 18 is too many here. I'll take BYU. 
Uh, two more left. Old Miss um, at LSU. LSU are twelve point favorites. Memphis Matt. I was on Old Miss here until I remembered they lost to Alabama two weeks ago, sixty-two to seven. Um, <laughs> three. Sixty-two to three. Sorry, yeah, my bad. Um, sixty-three to seven. Sixty-three to seven. There we go. Well, all I know is I need a TI eighty-seven just to add up the goddamn score. Um, <laughs> give me LSU minus the twelve. Ole Miss sucks. I'm tired of hearing about them. They blow. Give me LSU. You hear about them a lot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the only time I hear about them is when Laramie smoking weed through a bomb or through a, a gas mask. I don't care about hotty toddy at all here. I, I don't like them in this spot. I've already been burned by them once. I can't believe this. I'm I'm laying 12 to Ole Miss with Eddie O as the coach. But, damn, if he hadn't looked and had this team overachieving this year, they got good leadership on defense. I like that spot for him. I think Burroughs makes enough plays. So give me the Tigers here. Eddie O will keep making me look like an idiot. Burrow will complete, uh, you know, enough passes there. Um, I still can't do it. I'm taking Ole Miss. I'm taking the 12. Barkey? I look at this matchup, and LSU's defense is fully capable of shutting down the Ole Miss passing attack, just like Alabama did. So we saw what happened in that game. Memphis Matt mentioned it, 63-7. to um, They've got nothing after they can't start out throwing the ball. We've seen what happens. Uh, they've already limited offenses like Miami and uh, who else? Auburn, both of those they shut down. So I like LSU here. They're not going to be able to throw the ball, so they're dead. Yeah, if you guys are in love with LSU, I don't mind – um, making that a pod bet. It, um, I'm considering the over here. Um, I think both teams score enough. 50 is pretty low total, so I'm just going to butt in there with that one. Uh, last game, Oregon off a devastating loss. They travel a cow now. Uh, this line's been between two and a half and three. It's currently minus two and a half. Sean? Yeah, I'm taking Oregon here, but I'm terrified of, of Mario Cristobal and the pissing down his leg exercise that he had the last two and a half minutes and then into overtime. You want to talk about a guy that looked utterly clueless. Uh, he he kind of chucked all the boxes, and that has the potential to they could get slaughtered this week and they could end up 7-5 and five on a team that's got way too much talent and a quarterback that's a first-rounder on top of it. So I'm doing this extraordinarily reluctantly, but I like – I mean, Oregon's got way more talent than Cal. They should win this game comfortably. The line scares me because it's a hell of a lot closer than I anticipated – so it kind of gave me pause, but give me the ducks here. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, this gave me pause. And if you guys follow this pod, you know I usually like to zigzag. I just – I don't know how Oregon recovers from this is kind of where I'm heading with this. I'm going to take Cal plus two and a half. Barky. Turnovers have been an issue for Oregon the last three games. They've had eight, three last week against the Stanford Cardinals and their loss. But Justin Herbert made me a believer last week. I watched that game from start to finish, so – I am going to reluctantly uh, jump on board with the Ducks here and take them on the road. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I'm kind of with Shill here. I I don't know how quickly Oregon's going to get off uh, over that loss from last week. They look pretty dejected. Hey, is uh, Justin Herbert related to John Herbert? I I, I don't no. know. I, I, oh, God. I no? couldn't imagine okay. when that was coming. I knew it was coming sooner or later. Give me Cal. All right, guys, we have a crap ton of consensus. I know we got a couple off-the-board picks. I think, Sean, you typed in on the sheet here, Louisville plus seven. Of course, you want to keep fading Florida State for the rest of eternity. Should should Florida Um, State be laying seven going on the road? I thought we already had this discussion two weeks ago with Syracuse. I thought we just had this discussion. You know how bad Louisville is, though, right? You know how bad Florida State played against Syracuse? Yeah. They couldn't block a damn – they literally – the four of us could have got pressure. I think you bet them against Syracuse, didn't you? I did. I, yeah. I had. And I, I went out and did four hours really of yard smart. work and then subsequently have thrown my back out. Okay. Uh, going off the sheet, um, Farky, I think you had one off the sheet. Uh, the two I have, Oklahoma State coming off a bad loss. There's only one way to get right. Um, this line has actually come down. They're minus 17 against Kansas. I think they blow them out. And then uh, this isn't shocking for me. Ohio Dominion, or sorry, Old Dominion, I'm going to fade them. I don't care what the line is. I'm taking East Carolina. Uh, it's currently minus six and a half. So those are two off the board there. Um, our consensus, Georgia, Central Florida, K-State, Michigan, Mississippi State, Duke, Ohio State, we've already bet, South Carolina, BYU. Uh, Farky, did you have another one off the board? No, we were, I, I moved uh, 
UCF over there just because I thought we were going to pull it from the conversations, but you kept it in there, so no, I'm good. Okay. I know we talked Army a little bit. I know that might be one um, worth giving a look to. I'll tell you my fa- yeah. my my three favorite outside of Ohio State are Duke, UCF, and either Clemson, Georgia, or NC State. Duke and right, Duke I and UCF are think- my favorite. I think we're good on Duke. Ohio State's already in. Um, I believe Mississippi State's automatic, correct? Yeah. Okay. Memphis Matt, any input here no. as I start putting these in? No. Uh, I love Duke, too. That, I think that's my favorite game of the week, So, and what we've already agreed to that one. I like UCF and Georgia. Yeah. And I, yeah. I like Georgia better than Clemson. I'll tell you what, I, I know for I a fact Georgia, Georgia is definitely the public bet, and I think the public's right. So, <laughs> And, if I mean, if anybody's got a pulse on things, it's, it's old Memphis math. <laughs> oh, hey, just <laughs> wait until I bounce back with a nice little 12-5. and five That's week. true. Well, you know, what we need to do is we just need to flip on Memphis Matt. He sucked so bad last week, there's no way he's going back-to-back 4-12. Back no way. <laughs> Because <laughs> if I do, I'm definitely wearing a diaper. That's well, I'm in That's trouble then. Because look at our first game. Look at our second game. <laughs> look at our third game. Look at our fourth game. Look at our fifth game. <laughs> uh, K State plus eight and a half. We good there, guys. Yeah, let's get. Uh, Hell, I, we could bet them all. I don't care. Wait, wait on the K State though, because I think we get some some action upward on that. Uh, I mean, that goes without saying. Show you make the call on some of these. Might you pull the trigger? I know Ohio State, we already did. Um, I, I think Georgia, again, that, that's the one there. I, I'm leer- I will say this. I'm leery of South Carolina, but I actually feel like it's more of a sharp pick. The other one I'd be leery of is the Michigan. I, I could see us saying, or we're getting a text from old Nader saying, Michigan sucks, why did we bet them? So I'd be okay if we didn't, if we didn't throw down on them. Just keep in mind, because I didn't, I didn't see that until four o'clock today. I mean, they lost their best offensive player, who is their tailback. Yeah, but again, rally around the spinal injury. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so K State, we're going to wait. We're going to play Central Florida minus thirteen and a half, Mississippi State minus seven and a half, Duke minus five, OSU minus four. Um, I don't like the sure. I don't like the East Carolina because East Carolina sucks. I like Oklahoma State though. I will give you that when Kansas blows, they come back down. They've won two games. That's more than they expected to win all season. I'm okay with OK State. I'm gonna put up a block on East Carolina because I'm not going to see a score where Old Dominion does it back to back, and I'm gonna have to cuss you out, Chill. All right, I will right, we'll do Oklahoma. Um, you guys fine with Oklahoma State minus seventeen? Yeah. Okay. Jo- Georgia, are we good? I mean. I- I'm not in love with it. Um, I like Georgia better than if, Michigan. I, what we have on the board right now, I really like. Uh, Georgia would be my next favorite. Um, I don't like it as much as the other games, but I like it better than Michigan, Clemson, South Carolina. BYU. Memphis, Matt, Sean, Georgia, yes or no? Yes. I, I do like Georgia. I, I don't – I agree. I do not like BYU for some reason. I just – I know it's a consensus pick. Just don't like it. I I actually like LSU a lot. You don't like Mormons though. No, no, dude. Listen, their idea of a good time is shoving a Mountain Dew bottle up their ass. Of course, I don't like them. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave South Carolina BYU off. So those are guaranteed to go two and zero. That's just how it goes. Um, we can bet them all. I mean, hell, I don't give a. No, no, it's fine. Um, we got Oklahoma State plus those. We got six or seven that we're at least taking. And if we're if we're up, we might throw a few shackles in on LSU because it sounded like show you were softened to that. Yeah, I, if I'm gonna bet, I'm gonna bet the over. But, but again, I'm not going crazy on these night games because I'll be uh, I'll be lubed up, guys. So um, yeah. well, if we oh, pick at least God. nine, if we pick at least nine, it puts us ten games over five hundred. <laughs> that's, that's true that's good alright guys anything else to add to close this out no cop pod cop, five star all that all that jazz uh, we got the Monday Night Man back this week I think what we're going to do is we're going to come out with the state of Browns early next week because he took some of the, the Browns takes so we'll have some fresh ones after the Oakland game so uh, Cleveland fans cop that 
And um, we got some fantasy stuff still coming out this week. Check out the website for articles. What, sit and fade. Um, waiver wire pickups galore. Luke Grilly is on that. We got the executive producer, uh, Juan Jerry Burst, wrapping this one up and getting it posted here, hopefully within the next 24 hours. Yeah, uh, we, we all, um, so everybody in the NEG family, we all pick all the NFL games. Um, Mike does a great job with his uh, Super Contest picks. Um, hoping for next year, we actually have a podcast on Fridays for the Super Contest, uh, hopefully to have a Never Going to podcast uh, entry into that. Um, just got to figure out the uh, proxy thing on my end. So uh, that's the works for next year. So just uh, follow at glory podcast and then check out the website as well. Uh, get the clicks up there. Um, we pretty much post every something every day between state of the Browns, pen and paper, fantasy football. And then also just make sure to follow us at NEG pod CFB. Um, I'll post the picks here either tonight or in the morning of what we kind of locked down. And then, you know, we might, have some couple late ads like K-State or, you know, we'll, we'll look into the Florida State-Louisville game and stuff like that as well. So, And we post we content on. on there, some good videos following along college and whatnot. So a lot of uh, good angles that we'll, we'll pimp out. And I know the MLB has got some stuff coming up with playoffs. Yeah, uh, Reggie, Martina, and myself, we'll have a uh, couple postseason pods. So we'll do one right before uh, the postseason starts and then in between each series as well. Uh, Farky, Memphis, Matt, anything to close us out? Nah, uh, Edwin just went yard. All Indian right, I'll not... be I'll be in I'll be in Utah. Wish me luck. Nice. On location, I will not be in State College. It looks like, but if we are, you'll see some picks there. You'll see some picks, hopefully from Notre Dame. Hopefully, we don't see anything of show lubed up. I'll be in Schittsburg this weekend playing golf. So, um, it's a great city. It, it is a lot of fun, but I'll uh, maybe I'll leave a a turd somewhere in some sort of toilet tank or something like that. Wipe your ass with one of the ball dryers, the ball uh, hand towels. Ooh. Yeah, I know somebody that did that. I can't remember who the hell it was, though. <clears throat> Classy. Great. Well, that's a great way to end it. Uh, right <laughs> in an hour, guys. Good job getting through all these games. For uh, Nick Schill, this, uh, Nick Schill, this is uh, Sean Z, Memphis, Matt, and Farky. Good luck on the week five picks. We will see you guys next week. Later. 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 These are the tales that I tell so well you don't like my dirty raps.